If you can't come to understand how Eve was the mother of all living, we have a teaching on that that you can obtain. Remember, I told you to, uh, I told you to remember uh, Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 20. I want to look at that again. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven. It is in heaven. That's what he's saying. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now turn back to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. That's not something that is down the road. That's something you have to do now. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Now, I want you to listen very closely while we talk about being changed. Because this has been corrupted for so long that people don't know what's up or what's down about it. They have no clue what this even means anymore. Behold, I show you a mystery. He called it a mystery. If it's a mystery, then it takes God to unveil it. But too many pastors and preachers for too long have tried to play God by unveiling God's mysteries without God ever giving them a revelation on what they think they're unveiling. So they've made up and conjured up some, some false teaching, and they've been ministering their false teaching. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But the day of the Lord will come unto you as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. What's it saying? The Oranos shall pass away with a great noise. What is that? That is the foundation of religion that you have indoctrinated into your body. It shall pass away with a great noise and the elements, which are by definition the orderly arrangement, the Orderly arrangement shall melt with fervent heat. What is the fervent heat? The fervent heat is the fire of God that goes into you and devours the tares. It burns the chaff out of you. It burns out the teaching of the fig tree. It burns out the false Israel out of you. The earth also shall burn with fervent heat and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. 
the very works that work in your flesh and the very thing that you have brought your soul under subjection to and caused it to believe that your mind believes and your hand enforces that shall be burnt up and you shall be changed at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. The trumpet shall sound. What is he saying? Verily I say unto you that he that heareth my words and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. This is John 5, 24 that I'm quoting to you right now. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you that he that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life and he shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Everybody's looking for the meeting in the air when the, when the voice of God or the trump of God is sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Jesus said all the way back when in John when he was in flesh, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear it shall live. What you are hearing is the voice of the Son of God declaring unto you that you can live. You don't have to die. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 53, for the corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our house which is from heaven. I'm reading, quoting you or reading you 2 Corinthians 5, 2. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. The reason they sewed fig leaves around them, they made an apron or a covering of religion, but they were still found naked underneath their religion. But the house that we are clothed in is from heaven. It's from the abode of God. We are clothed in a light body and we are not found naked because we put on a light body or a light robe. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened, not for what we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Our mortality shall be swallowed up by life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. When you make yourself at home in your flesh and you allow the, the systems of your flesh and your desires of your flesh or the working of the flesh, when you allow that to take place and you find comfort in that and you find that home then you are away from the Lord. But when you find your comfort in God, when you go to him for your rest and you have put him on, then you are in him and you are not absent from him. For as many of you 
as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Stop lying on your fellow Christians. Stop bearing false witness because by definition, you are a devil. That's what you are. When you go around spreading a bunch of lies on people, when you don't have facts and it's none of your business to begin with, you're nothing but a devil and it needs to stop. You've got to come under subjection to the nature of the lamb and you've got to put on a light body. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. If you ever want to reign with him, you ever want to live with him, everybody's waiting to die to go to heaven. I got news for you. Heaven came to you. Heaven's here. Stop waiting to get to heaven, a planet called heaven, because it doesn't exist. Heaven is here. Jesus came down and brought heaven with him at the Feast of Pentecost. All of you that are waiting to go to heaven, that are around spreading lies, you're never going to make it. What you are now is what you're going to be after you transition through a grave. Let me tell you, when this flesh drops off, if you ain't got a light body on now, you're not going to put on a light body all of a sudden. This ain't hocus or magic or anything. You are going to be what you are. If you're a minister, you're going to continue to minister. That's why, how this works. If you have on a light body, you're going to walk out of this realm totally out of this realm this flesh is going to drop off and you're going to you and your light body is going to step into the realm where God abodes and you're going to travel with him you're going to walk with him you're going to abide in him but if you put on lying and evil speaking and malice and wrath that's what you're going to carry over and you're going to be in hell because you're going to carry the very hell that you live in now over with you and not only are you going to be tormented but you're going to look for a body to dwell in and you're going to torment the hell out of the people that you live in. I don't want the hell tormented out of me. I want the heaven preached in me. Verse 54 says, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, when does this happen? And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. But if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. So when corruptible shall have put on incorruption is when the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. It will make alive your mortal body and it happens by the spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. The word mortify means put to death. If we through the spirit put to death the deeds of the body, then you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. All of these preachers that are out there that are preaching bondage and preaching fear 
and trying to impart fear into you. They're doing that so you remain in their churches. That's job security to those preachers. That's to keep you paying your tithes or your 10% to their church. Let me tell you something. God is not a spirit of fear. He did not invoke a spirit of fear into you. He didn't cause you to be fearful. That's not of God. That is of the devil. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if the children of God, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with anointing or the anointed one, we have become the anointed one. If so be that we suffer with him, that we be also glorified together. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might may be of God and not of us. We are not troubled on every side, or though we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Listen to what I'm telling you. We are troubled on every side, but we are not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The life of Jesus shall be made manifest in our mortal flesh. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That is to say that you do not have to taste death for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory that make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me for, so, for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power over death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death 
were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Verse 55 says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. Don't get dormant in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want, I want to go back and reiterate something for a moment. Paul said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. This isn't something that we can boast of ourselves about. This is nothing that we have in our own selves, but it's the gift of God that's in us. He said that we are troubled on every side, but we are not distressed. I've emphatically stated that troubles are not going to stop when you get saved and when you get converted, but you have to get to the place where you put on the mind of Christ that you're not distressed in your troubles. He said we're perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Things happen. Oh, well, get over it. Because where you live is not where those troubles live. You are seated in the heavenly realm. That's where you abide. He, this isn't some fantasy. This isn't something where you're going to sprout wings out of your back and your clothes are going to fall off and they're going to be laying on the ground and you're going to just fly off into a no oxygen, ice cold planet called heaven. This is, this is not fairy tale. Listen to what I'm telling you. He brought heaven to you. He brought it down to where you can have it now. It's not something you have to work to obtain. It's the gift of God that works in you. That's the place where you can stand and though you're perplexed, but you're not in despair. That's, that's the place where troubles happen around you, but they don't move you. That's where you're troubled on every side, but you're not dis distressed. That's where you're persecuted, but you're not forsaken because you are seated and you are taken above those issues. You are raised above. You have mounted up with wings as eagles and you can run and not be weary and walk and not faint. You are seated with the family of heaven. And I'm speaking of the family of heaven that is at the right side, not the left. I'm talking about the sheep. I'm talking about the ones that are seated in power, that are ruling with him, the ones that are seated in authority because death has been conquered and you don't have to face death. Now, there's some of you that are looking saying, well, how do you stop bodies from going in the ground? You don't stop bodies from going in the ground. You stop your soul from dying before your body ever hits the ground. That's not death. Your body going in the ground is not death. Your spirit steps out of this house. This is the house that has come down from heaven that God built. It is placed 
over top of your spirit and it houses your soul and your intellectual subconscious and it houses your spirit and it becomes one with you and you become one with him and when that time comes you step out of this realm or out of this body or you step off of this earth or out of this earth and you step into him there is a a slight transition that takes place but it's not anything that should be abnormal to you those that are standing around that watch your body hit the dirt yeah they're sad they're going to miss you but listen to what i'm telling you you cry at a birth and you rejoice at a death why do you do that because it's not death if you are in christ it is not death death cannot hold you you can stand and say oh death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and you are not in sin because the strength of sin is the law and you're not under law because you've got the gift of grace working in your life grace has been given to you in within that grace it alleviates death from within you that you don't have to die there's some of you that are dead now there's some of you that are listening that are dead now you're just sitting there breathing but you're dead listen to me you don't have to be dead you don't have to die and you don't have to live in the hell that you're living in you can come over here and live in the heaven that we're living in and strive to stay in every day you understand what I'm telling you everybody all these all these preachers want to preach everybody to hell so, somewhere that confuses me because I don't really understand how the first fruit of the spirit is the is the fruit of love and we know them by the fruits they bear and they're preaching that you'll know them by the fruits they bear and they're saying that the fruits that the other people are bearing and they're preaching them to hell because they want them to die and burn tell me where love is in that tell me where God is in that if God is love and the first fruit of the Spirit of God is love and we're to bear God and to manifest God and to manifest his fruit and we're preaching condemnation and condemning people to hell and preaching them to death and singing them to death and talking them to death where is God in that when all we speak from day to day is death where is God in that he's nowhere to be found in that that is the work of the devil I'm telling you that is that is doctrines of devils that is the working of the devil that's the spirit of the Antichrist that sits in the temple of God their bodies declaring that it is God that's why they think they're working for God they are the ones that have come in the name of Christ saying they are Christ and they're preaching death he didn't come to condemn you to die he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly you don't have to preach everybody to hell and you don't have to be preached to hell most of the people you're preaching to hell are already in hell and most of the ones that's preaching everybody to hell are already in hell listen to what I'm telling you this isn't in the core of the earth in the in the lava in the core of the earth that's not hell hell by definition is the grave there's two translate two words in the Bible that it wasn't the grave one of them was Gehenna and it was a valley 
12 miles outside of Jerusalem where they burnt their trash and they sacrificed their firstborn children to Baal. And it was typed to hell because it was a fire that wasn't quenched. What is the fire that isn't quenched? God is the consuming fire that isn't quenched. And his ministers are the flames of fire that cannot be put out. Listen to what I'm telling you. That's the fire that isn't quenched. The second word for hell that was used is in, in Peter, Second Peter, for God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them into hell and bound them with everlasting chains of darkness to be reserved unto the judgment. That word hell is Tartarus. It's the bottomless pit. It's the deep. It's the abyss. It's humanity. The reason humanity is the bottomless pit, listen to me, it's a lot more logical than to think that there's a black hole in another galaxy that they're ever going to just toss and turn and fall. Listen to me. Humanity will never stop reproducing. It's bottomless. It's the pit that darkness was upon the face of. You don't have to abide in that torment. You don't have to abide in that hell. You kill yourself now and you bury yourself in the spirit of Christ. You baptize yourself in him and you're resurrected to walk in the newness of life. You're given power. You're given authority. You're given rule and you're given reign. You're not ruling over top of people that are around you. You're ruling in your own life over your own earth. That's why you're set as king. Listen. If you're not ruling with him, you're ruling with something. You're influenced by something. And if it's not the spirit of God that you're ruling with, then you need to die and be reborn that you can rule with him. Death is not the end of things. Everybody looks at death as the end. Death is not the end. Death is the beginning of life. And I'm not talking flesh. I'm talking where you kill your carnal man. You kill off the workings of the flesh. That is death. Paul said he does it daily. Why? He probably wanted to punch some people in their face. Listen to what I'm telling you. Paul was a man. Paul was human. I know some of you, your eyes probably just got big and you're thinking, oh, preacher's don't punch people in the face. Yeah, preachers do punch people in the face. Get on YouTube and look at them. They're kind of funny. But I'm telling you, Paul wanted to punch some people in the face or wanted to do some things to some people because of what he was preaching and he knew that he couldn't do it because he was being persecuted for the word of God, for Jesus' sake. There's no retaliation against people when you're persecuted for the word's sake or for Jesus' sake. You don't retaliate against them. You don't go after them. You keep preaching the message in love and that fire burns the hell out of them. And when you burn the hell out of them, then you can put heaven in them. And when you put heaven in them, they don't die. There's no death in them. There's no torment in them. There's no sickness in them. You hear what I'm telling you? There is a transformation that takes place. 